That's the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann. Headlines in the Daily Dispatch for today, Thursday, the 25th of November 2021. Prayers for East London's Hero Cop. East Londoners have come together in support of critically injured police officer Peter Swanepoel, shot multiple times in Quigney while trying to recover a hijacked vehicle. On Tuesday and Wednesday of this week, distraught well-wishers took to social media offering prayers for the popular officer well known for his war on crime. Also on the front page of today's Daily Dispatch, Cape Business Chamber washes hands of border blast resistance. The Border Kai Chamber of Business is hoping to rally the support of the business community in the fast-growing campaign to halt plans for seismic blasting in the ocean off the wild coast. To add voices to the growing outrage over Shell and the government's plan to bombard the continental shelf with sound guns, BKCOB Executive Director Lizelle Maurice sent a copy of the objection letter she had written to Ministers Guedemantashe and Barbara Creasy to several other business chambers in South Africa. In the letter, she asked for her associate chamber's support in calling a halt to the project. However, the expectations of unequivocal support hit a rude awakening with a short reply from Sid Paymer, Executive Director of the Cape Chamber of Commerce and Industry. Hi, Lizelle. Unfortunately, with so many variables and this recent research, a copy of the recent research attached, it will be difficult to find support. All the best with the initiative. Those are the headlines in today's Daily Dispatch. For more details, go to dispatchlive.co.za. The bleak and ugly pall of another adolescent lost to suicide hung over Buffalo City earlier this week when it came to light that Bishu High School grade 10 learner Lalita Nako had taken her own life. Not only due to bullying by her peers, but also, incredibly, by a few teachers. The very people who should have been offering her sanctuary and protection. Members of the family still feel too traumatized to speak to the media about the matter, but Daily Dispatch reporter Gugu Pandle has been following the story and she joins us now on Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann to tell us more. Gugu, the story right from the start, how you were alerted to it, how it developed from your point of view. Please share. It's a tragic one. It really, really is a tragic one, Darren. Um, So social media is quite a powerful tool. Um, We discovered that there were screen grabs which were trending of a 16-year-old from Bisho High School who had allegedly taken her life because of bullying. So there was an outcry, a huge, huge outcry on social media platforms. A page had already been developed by that time that I got to you know, get in touch with the story. Um, just people relaying how who this girl was. And at that stage, obviously, we hadn't investigated yet, but we just knew that there was a girl. She was 16. Her name was Latita Nago, and she went to the school. So I was working a Sunday shift when the story was still fresh um, and I made a couple of calls to inquire about what had happened and obviously to to, to approach officials um, within the education sector to be like, what is going on? We are hearing about the story. And unfortunately, it was confirmed to be the truth. Um, Latita Nago was a very sweet girl, according to her grandmother, whom we've had multiple chances to speak to this past week, who's been very traumatized, actually, by the entire incident. 
she was a very sweet girl at 16 years old. Um, it's alleged that she was bullied by fellow pupils, uh, Darren. Uh, she had what we call a spiritual calling. Um, she was meant to go uyokutwasa, if we put it that way, in Sikosa, um, which was going to be initiated as Isangoma. So writing the story, I got to discover that she was trying to understand what it is that was going on with her in terms of the spiritual realm, realm rather, and the complexities that come with it. And unfortunately, you know, when we don't understand something as human beings, we tend to, I don't know, ostracize people yeah. or judge or criticize something that we don't understand. And I think that is exactly what happened in this case where the pupils and her own self, she just was trying to come to terms with what was happening with her. And ultimately that is then what resulted in the bullying and, you know, her being tormented for this gift that she possessed. What form did the bullying take from her peers? What we're getting a sense of when we're looking uh, into the story is that what she would do, right, she would conduct readings in class uh, or, you know, tell kids about their futures or what she saw because she had visions as well. Um, so people accused her, her peers accused her of witchcraft, utagata. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's quite uh, an insult, you know, to be to be called that, you know. Um, so she was always, it was more verbal uh, bullying in, in that regard. Um, her being called a witch, her being accused of witchcraft um, and, and things like that. So then that got around as well. And we heard that it's alleged that another teacher who imposed their Christian beliefs on the pupil was also a part of, of, of the bullying as well. So it's, it's, a, it's a matter of, you know, I'm a Christian and I don't understand who you are or I don't get where you're coming from, and therefore I am going to call you a witch. And, you know, in her last voice notes that she sent to her friend and her cousins, she was quite emotional about it, Latita, that is. And you could just hear how devastated she was in the sense that she had difficulties in explaining who she was, you know. And she was very, very, um, you know, heartbroken so she said you know about the fact that she would be accused of witchcraft as well so we get a sense that it was a very gentle and sensitive child who you know the words just really did cut deep you know with her you know she had instances where she would say in the voice notes that she's tired she just wants to rest in peace you know she's tired of being made fun of she's tired of being accused of witchcraft and so on there's also a story coming through involving a, another teacher i'm guessing it wasn't the same teacher who ridiculed her in front of the class for poor marks? Mm, mm. Um, it's 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 so so sad, Darren, because she she. I'm gonna keep on referring to you know the voice notes because that's where her voice came through. You know, in, in literally, she explained herself before she took her own life that there was a test that she had to write, and she says she studied for this test, but the test went blank. She couldn't see anything on the page. Um, and something was happening to her, something which she cannot explain and something which she could not explain to the teacher. So you know how it is in class when you're sitting and, you know, your tests are given back as pupils and, you know, a teacher maybe will pass on a comment of a, well done, uh, Google, you got 80% for this test or something along those lines. Mm. But with her, her comment was more of a negative side. So the teacher then called her an embarrassment. Uh, the teacher said, well, 
which means your embarrassment. And she further went on to say that you are a failure. I mean, how can you receive such a poor mark for this test? And it's alleged that this happened now in front of an entire classroom. So there was also public public uh, ridicule as well. So that's the case of that teacher who, 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 who allegedly made fun of her. Gugu, do we know anything about the method of suicide? It's unclear yet. When speaking to the aunt this week, Darren, we got a sense that the family was actually quite shocked to um, have seen that Ulatita had ended her life, number one, because there was nothing alarming about that particular day. She came back from school, did her normal duties at home. Uh, she cooked for her grandmother, went to go buy some cool drink at the local's puzzle, uh, went to go play with some of her friends. And, you know, then it was time to sleep. And uh, the aunt explained to me that, you know, they are a praying family. So before they sleep, uh, they prayed. And uh, Latita apparently was also a very strong prayer little girl, <laughs> a praying little girl. And uh, so they went to bed and they slept and she slept in the same uh, bed as her grandmother. But then her grandmother noticed that she had like, you know, almost convulsions or like jolting movements. And, you know, that's when the, the alarm bell started ringing for them. And by the time they looked at her, um, she was weak and crying and asked to be taken to hospital. Then at a later stage, she was foaming at the mouth. So the family is of the belief that she did consume something, um, you know, as a form of ending her life, but it's not clear yet. And so they were saying they didn't want to speculate. They'd rather wait for the postmortem results to indicate what it is that Latita had consumed. Fair enough. Last question for you, Gugu. Has there been any reaction from the school? The school has been... A bit mum. And I say this because we have not directly heard from the school principal or directly heard from the school governing body. Uh, what we have been hearing are remarks from the Department of Education, which on, you know, investigating the story as well, they were saying that they are speaking on behalf of the school. And they have said that they're offering a psychosocial support to the family. Um, they've also said that they would support the family with funeral arrangements and, and so on. But the intricacies of the bullying is, 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 you know, what we're trying to get into, you know, and the policies and the framework behind the policies and protecting, you know, the pupils as well, safety wise. Um, so the, 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 the school is being spoken, well, the school is speaking to us via the department, really. So we haven't really heard anything from them per se. But on uh, this past week, hundreds of people from the Eastern Cape descended on Bisha High School from traditional healers to pupils to parents within the area, all calling justice uh, for the girls. So there is an outcry and, you know, there is a you know, movement uh, around this. Um, but yeah, we are still here. We are still, um, you know, hearing to wait to hear from from the school directly. It is a bleak and sad story. Daily Dispatch par excellence reporter Gugu Pandle. Thank you for joining us on Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann today. Thanks, Darren. Appreciate it. The Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann. We continue our gloomy investigation into adolescent bullying an activity which can and has led to suicide. 16-year-old Bishu learner Lalita Nako had been picked that route out of life just last week. 
Joining us on the show now to help us understand is Dr. Terry Henderson, a psychiatrist who specializes in dealing with adolescents. Doctor, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Thanks for the invitation. Um, I'm, I'm very happy to be able to talk about this topic because I feel uh, very, very strongly about it. Um, from my point of view, um, bullying I see as a very, very, very serious um, an unfortunate event that takes place. And I say serious because I I align it with what with abuse, uh, what we would be um, categorizing as abuse. What forms of bullying typically these days are youngsters, adolescents likely to experience? I would imagine social media has magnified the problem. Look, I don't think you can talk about adolescents, I mean, talk about bullying in adolescents without talking about bullying in children, because uh, there's a very strong link in, and the the detrimental effects, well, I'll explain it to you. Please. But generally, the different forms of bullying, we say there's physical bullying, there's verbal bullying, there's psychological bullying, and there's cyber bullying. So... And they don't necessarily occur in those separate entities. So, for example, if somebody trips you up and calls you an idiot, that is physical bullying, verbal bullying, and psychological bullying. But to break it down, verbal bullying is the use of derogatory remarks towards an individual. Physical bullying is quite obvious. It's shoving, punching, um, causing physical injury. Uh, psychological bullying is more strongly associated with um, females, and that is, for example, the exclusion uh, from events. So you're not invited to this party, you're not allowed to join our group. Um, and it's that kind of exclusion um, that creates the bullying, also the creation of rumors um, that are then spread around an individual that, of course, are unfounded. Then cyberbullying, that is, the, uh, that is the, the bullying through social media. So that can be on any of the platforms, whether it be WhatsApp, Instagram. And uh, that can be the derogatory remarks or the spreading of rumors or the sharing of um, photographic material without the person's consent. So those are the various forms of bullying. How should parents, peers, family members other members of society who fear that someone is being bullied react. Are there any specific signs that they should look for? I'd like to just describe a little bit for me why I find it so serious, and then we can talk about what needs to be done. Typically what happens is that children are bullied at junior school, um, and they don't say anything um, because of fear of reprisals, and so it goes unnoticed, and they seem to survive it. But the damage shows itself once they're in adolescence because part of adolescence is about forming a sense of self. And these kids can't because they've never forgotten the words that they heard. So all those derogatory remarks and statements um, keep going and they keep hearing those words. And when they're trying to develop a sense of self, they can't because what they've heard is constant negative critique. And that's when adolescents present with a range of problems, including depression, anxiety, self-harm, and suicidal thinking. So in terms of uh, bullying, um, there has, it has to be taken extremely seriously. So there, shouldn't, there is no tolerance for bullying of any kind. Um, 
And this has to be taken seriously at every level. So that is by families, by parents, by teachers, by schools, by coaches. Um, everybody needs to be aware of this. Um, and it needs to be tackled with seriousness. So, for example, it's not enough to just um, caution a group of boys who are bullying other boys and there needs to be very firm action and I would suggest that suspension is something that should take place. Um, very important is to educate. Um, without having the right information, um, people don't know what to do. So uh, schools need to be properly educated, um, parents need to be properly educated, they need to know what to look out for and then children need to be educated. This is what, if, you, if this is happening to you, you're being bullied. Uh, this is how you should respond and this is how you can access help. So um, there needs to be more awareness about it and children need to know how they can access help without the risk of incurring further bullying towards themselves. So um, schools therefore have to be very active in their anti-bullying policy and they have to be very um, vocal about it and create opportunities to educate parents and families and obviously their pupils about it. Again, what are the typical signs that one should look for if you fear that a loved one is being bullied? So no child or teen is going to stick up their hand and say, I'm being bullied. But what you will see is that your child who previously had a sparkly shine in their eyes doesn't have that anymore um, so their behavior changes they're sort of they're more withdrawn they're less interactive and what may strongly then develop is a reluctance to go to school they may suddenly withdraw from a sports team um, you may see that there's some fall off in their in their academic performance so it's often a subtle thing but basically any kind of change in behavior in your previously uh, in your child or adolescent who you you know, you know kind of you know their mood and their functioning on a, on a basic level and if there's a shift that's usually a clue that that something is amiss and something is happening time is catching us doctor i'm afraid so a last question if you would answer please what should someone who fears that they are being bullied or who is aware that they are now being bullied at the moment what concrete steps can they take to improve their situation all right, well, the first is to recognize that there is a problem. And the second thing is to know that there is help and help is available and the situation can be managed. And this is not something to be born on your own. Um, and as I say, for most um, teenagers in that situation, it's all you have to do is say two words and that to an adult, and that is, I need help. Um, and adolescents find it very difficult to, to raise their hands and say, I need help, but we need to encourage them and we need to um, let adolescents know that help is available. Um, they are not alone, that's for sure. They are not alone. And caring and helpful adolescents are at hand. So it's not about having to explain everything. It's all they need to do is to put up and to go to somebody and say, I just need some help. Um, and that is how we sort of pitch it because they're very frightened to talk about what they're experiencing. Uh, they are feeling um, feeling awful, feeling hopeless, um, and they need to be able to just reach out, 
tiny reach out. You can, you can write it to an email or to a teacher, to any adult that you trust. I just need some help. And then we need to respond. So any teenager who takes the brave step to say, I need help, has taken a huge step and that has to be acknowledged. Uh, it must never be minimized. It must never be dismissed as well as the teenage thing will get over it. It must always be taken very seriously. A teenager, teenager who's saying, I need help, has gone to great lengths to get the courage together to make that statement. So it needs to be taken seriously. We appreciate your thoughts and comments on the issue at hand this morning. Dr. Terry Henderson, a psychiatrist specializing in working with adolescents, and we're talking about the scourge of bullying, which sometimes, as was the case recently in Buffalo City Metro, led to suicide. Thank you very much, Dr. Henderson. That was the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann.